It's the Duffin Up Podcast. What's going on, Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas? This is Brendan Monroe, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Duffin Up Podcast. We have a little special episode for you this week. We'll be talking to Zach Moore. Honestly, just one of the nicest guys that we've ever talked to. He runs a TikTok account, and he's also playing down in Florida and is really hoping to one day on, be on the PGA Tour. Wish I could talk right now, but as you can see, without Mike and Tim, I get a little weird on the podcast. But here you guys go. Really hope you enjoy listening to Zach talk to us about all things golf and you know his career so far and what he wants to continue going with. So thanks, everyone. All right, Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas, we have on the first official guest on the Duffin' Up podcast. You may know him from his 27,000 TikTok followers. You may know him as a .8 handicap player. You may know him as a humongous Orlando Magic fan as well. You may not know that, but now you do. Please welcome on to the show, Zach Moore. Zach, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. So the first thing that we want to ask is how the hell do you get to be a 0.8 handicap golfer? Please teach us your ways. <laughs> well, I'll be completely honest. A year ago today, I was shooting in the 90s. I was shooting high 80s. Sometimes I cracked 100. But then at some point, I really cracked down. I shot a 74. And then from that day on, I went to the course every single day. And I was there hours upon hours every day. Started, started shooting lower and lower under par and just feel really confident in myself from that point on. So, Zach, what you're saying is there's hope for all of us. There is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I did have a sort of dark moment in my life. You know, my mom, my mom did fortunately pass away. And then my coping mechanism, I went to the course and it was a safe space. And I was there alone every day. And it just really drove me to, for what I wanted to do and brightened up my, my uh, eyes that golf was the career I wanted to go into. Yeah, man, we're, we're very sorry about that side. But would you say that, you know, coming from that area and just using that as your motivation, has that really helped you just kind of take your game to, to an entirely new level. Definitely. It really makes me want to work even harder than the next guy. I mean, Zach, I, I, all I know from you is, is from TikTok and watching your videos, but I mean, just over the, that statement right there, um, just took this whole to a whole new level. Um, I mean, I, I got tingles right here. Just, just knowing that, um, I, I, I'm kind of there with you as using golf as a, uh, a coping mechanism. Um, not quite as, you know, as serious as, as that, but, um, for other reasons and my man, my man, I, I couldn't relate to you more. Um, and, uh, I'm very sorry to hear about your mom. I mean, that's, but I'm glad that you channeled that, that energy into something great and something that, that all, all three of us on this podcast can understand. Um, and, and we love that you, just love hearing that you went from shooting to the nineties and hundreds and one year later, you're a 0.8 handicap. And right before uh, we started recording everybody, he was telling us that he has a very famous golf coach on the line. Um, just 
Brendan, who did he say? Zach, I don't know if you want to tell us more about that, what you told us right before we started recording. Yeah, his his name is David Ludbetter. He also coaches Patrick Reed occasionally, Justin Rose. He's coached Ernie Els. He's coached lots of professionals, countless. And just this past week, I joined his golf academy, and I've already seen a huge improvement in the past week. And just the facilities they have are insane. And uh, I think it's really going to help me moving forward. Zach, thanks for... Thanks for being here, man. And what a story. Thanks for sharing it with us. What, uh, what, like, did you like golf a lot before your mom passed away or was it just a thing you, you did? And then you just finally just gravitated towards it for some reason. Why golf? Well, honestly, in high school, throughout all high school, I was a soccer player. I played four years varsity soccer and my senior year, I uh, also decided to play golf and I was a crap golfer. I was shooting hundreds in high school tournaments. Embarrassing. And I was slicing the ball, big slicer. And yes, welcome saw, to the I, slicing club. I saw that on your TikTok. <laughs> I was watching your TikTok. It was great to scroll through there. And uh man, you you post just you share your you're you, you know, you're you're just out there and genuine and being yourself and you gotta respect the hustle. I love it. Yeah, I just try to post whatever comes to mind or whatever I think would be fun. I don't really go off of trends or anything like that. I just do what I want. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Hey, that's how you grow the following too. So what kind of made you decide? I mean, obviously for all of us during quarantine, right? Not quarantine anymore. I know in Florida, it's a little bit more open. I'm in South Carolina and the boys are both in Rhode Island. So they're, they've really been cooped up for a while, but, uh, but what made you just decide like, you know, I'm a, I'm a download this app. I'm going to play a little golf and and we'll see where it goes. What made you decide to bring golf, bring into this, you know, TikTok world, just like, I'm going to do a golf TikTok. Well, I, uh, I downloaded TikTok in high school, my senior year, and it was this cringy app. Everybody made fun of me for having it. I posted a few cringy, cringy dance videos way back when they're probably mm-hmm. announced. Nobody can see that, obviously, <laughs> but, um, didn't post for, well over a year and started getting a little bit better at golf. I'm like, you know, I watch a lot of golf TikTok. Maybe people would appreciate seeing my stuff. And really involved, I started making videos that were joking about golf stuff to actually playing golf. And then other you want to be a, be a pro. Way. You want to be a pro, right? That is the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> I absolutely adore that. That's awesome. I wish we were there, man, but I don't think shooting, uh, I was telling Tim and, and we usually do a segment bogeys for the boys later where we talk like about our, our recent one, but, uh, you know, I shot at 95 yesterday and I was just like, I don't think this is going to cut it. Cause I'm, I'm sh- not even shooting from the back tees, you know, I'm just shooting from the, from the, from the, in between the men's and the back tees. And, and I don't think the 95 is going to do it boys. Don't but, think we're going to, uh, I don't know if you just heard him. Um, not last year he was shooting in the nineties. Yeah. That we may true. not be, we may not be 20, nothing years old and six foot four and, you know, and <laughs> almost I, in college. And there's always going to be a bigger, a big golf moment down the road, like that you just got to be ready for, you know, like that you just want to be your best for. And you you know, as God willing, you can walk and swing. Like it's a game you can play. Just you, you play it for forever. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're having fun in the game, that's really all that matters. If you're shooting the nineties, so what? You're out there with your boys having a good time. That's what matters. 
Absolutely. I was out there with my dad yesterday and we were having a good time, but uh took a little long. We had a little little slow group in front of us that was that was taking their sweet time. So I just got to, you know, relax and chill out and didn't really get in a groove, but that happens. Not a big deal. So um, you know, kind of going through everything. I know you've been playing a lot recently. Um, what is the best score to date that you have shot? Well, it is a, a 68. And I mean, I, I think I've had a couple scores, 69, 70, but 68, I'm not happy with that. I've had a, a lot of scores. I should have gone a lot further down. Mm-hmm. But my 68 on the first hole, I hold up from the fairway for an eagle. And then I think I buried the, buried the next four holes. And then the rest of the round, I played pretty average. So I think I kind of screwed that up. What, what area of your game are you like continuing to grind away at? I think I'm pretty solid all around, but anywhere from 70 to 40 yards, I really struggle. Mm, mm. All the half swings, that kind of kills me. Right, right. Oh, yeah. That's that's when I take my 60-degree wedge out, and I think I can hit it farther than I can, and it just always right at, this, right at the beginning of the green and just rolls back down, so taking it back out right around the... Uh, Right around the green. Uh, that's why I'll throw the 52 in there and just hit it out of bounds. Over. <laughs> you need, we need it. We need a good 56 in the middle of that mic. So that way we can, we can get it on the green. I don't know about Zach, but I just, I don't feel comfortable with the 56 totally. You know, it just, I feel like I might blade it, just catch it heavy and chick chunk it. <laughs> nice 170 yard, 56 degree wedge, sculled it right over the green. Hey, Zach, so I saw that you played TPC Sawgrass, correct? How long ago was that? That was about two weeks ago. I was really lucky to play there. Wow. Wow. And are you from the area? I'm not I'm not sure where you're from. Um, yeah, I'm from uh, around Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, kind of near Disney. And uh, TPC was about two and a half hours away. So we were talking about on, on the podcast, actually, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, and how most golfers come from, you know, California and, and Florida, um, just year round golf. I mean, it, if you lived in Florida all your life and please tell me what it's like to play golf year round, we would love to know. I mean, we're all from New England where we're playing golf, maybe four or five months of comfortable maybe. golf a year. You're golfing in the snow, Tim. You're golfing in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I said comfortable golf. I said comfortable golf. You, know, you, may think, you may think it's a dream golfing all year round, but in the summer, it gets to 105. It gets to past 100. And it, at some point in the back nine, you lose your cool and you start to make mistakes. And it's just uh, dreadful at that time. Do you yeah. walk a lot or do you ride? <laughs> what was that? Do you walk a lot or do you ride? The courses I play, unfortunately, don't let us walk. But uh, if, we, if we could, I, w- I would. That Great happens story. a lot, man. Down where I am in South Carolina right now, like, um, you know, it, there are courses where it's like, because we're not, it's like semi-private. So if you're a member there, you can walk the course. But if you're not a member, they make you take the cart and it's like, you know, they build in like the extra $40 into the fee. So it's just like, oh, great. Now, what am I, what am I paying this for? But I'm also playing with like my 65 year old father. So it's probably better that we're taking the golf cart anyways. Um, yeah. So I think, um, you know, a couple, a couple different areas we also wanted to hit on as well, because obviously we are a golf podcast, but we do want to know a little bit more about you yourself. So 
besides golf, what are some of your favorite hobbies outside, outside of the sport? So I I can't really go farther outside of golf because I do work at a golf course as well. (laughs) (laughs) You got to explain that driving range that is all water. How do the balls float that you just make floatable balls? Yeah, we, I actually have some at home. I stole from the golf course, but they are floater balls. Oh, that's unreal. It's the worst driving range ever in my opinion, because we have to, me personally, I have to go and scoop all the balls out of the lake and refill it. But if there's no wind, the balls just stay floating in the middle of the lake. Sometimes you'll go out there and get a crap ton of balls. Sometimes they'll go out there and get nothing because there's no wind. So it's just uh, really rough and really rough on your back picking them up. <laughs> Hopefully no gators in the pond either because I know they're yeah. around here and sometimes it's uh, they get a little dicey. Yeah, the other day I saw six and a half foot gator walking across the par three tee box and it's pretty wild <laughs> you got to get like a heavy wind blower like a heavy leaf blower and just create r- your own ripples and like have it slowly trickle its way to the other i don't know i don't know innovation innovation that's for sure that would be scary though going into that pond thinking you might just get your lower half buried by a gator's yeah. mouth. and yeah, there's a lot of water moccasins in there as well and oh no thank just- you no, thank you. I'm in insurance sales. I don't. I don't want that risk. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll do anything I can for you know free golf, free range balls. So no, that's so true. I would, we would be doing the same thing if we were down there. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, 1,000 percent. I'd be doing that. But I know you said uh, you know you've been doing like uh, a lot of different swing techniques and and trying to get your swing just right. Do you? We have Timmy who bases his swing off of Kyle Berkshire. I don't know if you <laughs> I don't know oh, if you know who he, Kyle Berkshire is. He's an absolute legend. Absolutely. <laughs> it's I always watch those, Tim, whenever you whenever you drive the ball when you tried to drive it like Kyle Berkshire a couple times. Oh man. You know, when you're on the it. range, you have to at least rock it back and forth at least once or twice on the driving range to have some fun. Absolutely. Yeah. What what's your like take? You like watch the tour a lot? Do you have guys that you like, don't like? I am a big Bryson the Shambo fan. Okay. Is, I know there's a lot of people controversial with him and love Justin Thomas. Those mm-hmm. are my uh big two guys. I am Bryson not a Bryson TV fan, game. but that's okay. <laughs> um but yeah, just kind of going back to that do you kind of base so your swing off of like any of like the tour pros right now that you're uh, looking into or, you know, uh, with your coach, is he kind of helping you out on that side as well? Um, how would you say you kind of go through those mechanics? Well, originally I was always off looking at Dustin Johnson that I have for the past year, but uh, my swing path is very negative. It was very out to end. It was, I would say negative five, negative six path, which means we start off with the pull and my face angle is also negative. So we start with the pull fade. And when I would hit a draw, it'd be almost like a, a straight draw or a pull draw. And it's just not an efficient way you strike the ball. And so I've really, really worked on this past week of having a positive club path, distribute, distributing weight throughout the swing. And um, it's just a really big change. And I'll tell you what, my game is going to be pretty crap for the next maybe week or two until I figure this out. But, uh, it's I saw that worth. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was, was a pretty drastic change when you put up yeah. those two different photos. Very. I mean, 
but with the negative face angle, I was hitting a six iron, say 205 yard carry, but hitting it the correct way. I was only carrying it maybe 190. I lost a lot of distance. Wow. But it's the right way to hit shots. And right. it's going to be a lot easier to, to shape the shots. Distributing your weight, you saying that, like that, I feel like is so hard, so foreign to me. Just like, like you picture me on a dance floor, like it's the worst thing you could ever say. Like, I can't move my hips, like don't know how to transfer weight. It's like, how do you, how, how did you practice getting that club like at that angle and your obviously body coming through? I was, uh, I was swinging with all my arms on the, on the first swing. I was coming over the top and my coach said, you have no core muscles. You have no core muscles at all. And what we really worked on is turning with the hips on the back swing instead of just letting my arms guide me back. So I had my belt buckle basically facing the club on the backswing. And on the follow-through, I would put all my weight into my left foot and rip that belt buckle to my target. I don't know if anyone I don't know if anyone's watching this video on YouTube, but I am taking vigorous notes right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's always where where your belt buckle is, and that's where you get most of your power. So it pretty much follows the club like it, it kind of leads and fall and then kind of just... definitely and you want to be basically throwing your hands out say right you see a, a target 20 yards to your right that's where you want your hands to be throwing out to so much easier like, yeah i mean it's just a, a visual i like to think about say i see a tree off in the distance to the right i'll be like all right i'm gonna throw my club all the way out there coming out to end i mean end out that's awesome, man. I mean, did you get a little discouraged when, you know, you first hit that six iron and you were hitting it the correct way, but you're like, dude, I just lost like 15, 20 yards carry. Like, well, I was what, what am I everywhere. even thinking? I was shanking it all over the place. I was sitting on the heel, hitting on the toe. I think I topped a couple. It's just really discouraging, but uh, just a lot of practice. Hey, Zach, um, getting a little off of it, how has your life changed since you first started TikTok to now having 26, 27,000 followers? What's been the big, besides coming, you know, people asking you to come on podcasts, you know, what, you know um, what's the biggest change that you've noticed? My biggest change is confidence in myself because I yeah. think I went from being an absolute nobody, this crappy golfer, to now I'm thinking, wow. I'm actually pretty good and people are starting to follow me and I've had a couple viral videos and I'm I'm one of those guys, I go to my own video and I just rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and I'm just really proud of myself and uh, it just keeps me going. As you should be, man. Absolutely. I will say some of my favorite of your work is obviously like I talked about the swing, but the the wives and girlfriends, those videos are fantastic. Fantastic. I did not realize Daniel Berger had such a hot girlfriend until you posted that. Very well done, Zach. Very well done. <laughs> we're we're a big burger friendly podcast here. We we select him in a lot of our DF lineups and uh Oh yeah. And he, he lets us down at the Masters, but every other week he's right up there. We don't we don't we don't talk about it. Thanks, I, mean, Rory I like, to, <laughs> I like to primarily stay with golf content, but then again, mm-hmm. the thirst videos get views. And so I I really Every other video, I'll maybe do a thirst video because it gets 500,000, 800,000 views. So 
Why not? <laughs> oh, dude, some of them are crazy. Like I usually just do kind of like funny stuff because it's a it's a joke and like I'm not that good at golf and I'm not going to ask my 65 year old dad to to film me like playing golf. I feel like that's a little bit too much for him. But um, but yeah, I just got to concentrate and I do some funny shit and I know that we're gonna. Uh, we got Mike's bachelor party coming up in a couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll probably be doing some stuff up there too, uh, which will be good. But yeah, man, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's awesome what you've been able to do so far. And like you said, I, I do think the confidence is really cool. Like I got a dude who I've been following for like a little bit and like, you know, he's, he's a pretty big golf guy and he just like followed me back today. And I was just like, let's go <laughs> like mission accomplished. Got that check right there. Do you have any like bucket list guys who you wish would like follow you on like all your social medias and you could just be like, damn, this is cool. I'm a, I'm good friends with the golfing brothers family. I, I messaged with them quite a bit, but uh, they're, they're cool guys. But um you know the good good guys obviously mm-hmm. you know you know Stephen Stephen Castaneda yep well before they were big I would DM with those guys when they had maybe 1,000 2,000 followers and so I I've talked to them since the beginning just not recently mm-hmm. but um it'd be great to get all those guys to follow me back that'd be pretty cool yeah absolutely I will say with, you were with them from the beginning and now they got their own merch and Oh my God, they're huge now. I'm sure. Yeah, I think I remember following Garrett since he had 1,000 followers when I was a junior in high school. And to see him grow, I was with him like every step of the way from his vlogs when he was in college. And it was just crazy. Now he's super famous. That's unbelievable. I will say I don't, I, I don't like when like some of like the big guys like either go on like an unfollowing spree or like you look at some accounts because I have seen some accounts where like uh, someone like, you know, kind of copied one of our things and like I didn't really care. But then I looked at it and the dude had zero follow, follow like following zero and then like had like 8000 followers. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, this isn't how can this be fun for you? <laughs> like, you're not even looking at anything. Yeah, I mean, I've done a couple of videos where I think they're really good ideas like that should have gone viral. I'll see somebody else do the same exact video. It has millions of views. And did you did, did you end up getting the paper towel? I I was as I we were walking in. I was walking in here. I was looking at that TikTok and scrolled off it. Did Did you ever get that paper towel into the holder from like forty feet? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, at the end of the video. Uh, that was classic. I got to go back and watch it. Actually, I don't. I'm not quite sure. I thought you were talking about the ping pong one. Oh. But, uh, Oh, I okay. I I did see that one too. Those are great. Uh, for the record, um, for if you guys saw this one of his TikToks, uh, I'm gonna kill Margot Robbie against popular opinion. Yeah, I oh no! This, I, po- I posted it this morning, and it just I went to the range, and when I finished my range session, hundred thousand views. I'm like, all right, pretty cool. And then it's Dude, just- that was me yesterday with the. Uh, is it me? Like I had the, I did like the, is it me Jesus with like driver irons putter? I come back from my goal. I come back from like my rate, uh, from my route with like my dad and my sister. And I just look and it's like 110,000 views. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, no, this isn't real. <laughs> but I, I do think it's, it's such an awesome app that like, 
you know, I, I think you're doing a great thing to like continue to, to help grow the game on there too. And, and it's really been awesome being able to follow you and, and a bunch of other people too. I did want to go back because I did, I did hear that you're a big Bryson guy and I am not a Bryson guy, but I think we're going to have differing opinions on to why we're not, why you are a Bryson person, why I'm not a Bryson person. <laughs> so what is your number one reason why you're a Bryson fan? He is completely changing the game, and it's going to be a completely different game 10 years from now just because of him. He's changed the way we look at numbers, changed the way we treat our bodies going into the game. I remember for about three months, I ate just like he did, and I had four protein shakes a day. I had steak every night, like five eggs every morning, and I went through a big change, and it's because of him. But um, he just looks at things way differently than everybody else. And a lot of people are going to follow in his footsteps. That's awesome. That's awesome. Follow the diet. I look at his uh, Bryson's like just straight like backswing, like just keeping everything locked, like the, just that simplicity. Like he really does. Obviously, he has he's convoluted with his numbers. And and if it, it's too much for people and but who, who's. I mean, I don't know. You listen to other podcasts where they say the architects versus the the uh, engineers or the yeah, just guys who mathematicians. But like the Rorys, Rorys haven't won lately, and Bryson has has been here, and he's just he is unbelievable. Like he just says he can take it over everything. And I go into my golf matches now, or just golf weekend matches with just thinking that way. You can just hit as far as possible and hope for the best. You know. Yeah, I mean, and his new putting technique with the arm lock, it's, he's taken out so many errors in rip flipping and putting, and it's just awesome, and it's kind of changed the way I look at the game because now I go up to the drive to, to drive the ball, I think. I'm going to swing as hard as I can. Right. If you swing as hard as you can, there's actually less room for error than swinging softly. I, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm happy you say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree like, with that. It, it, it's almost like the, the PJ tour is, is almost intimidated by him because he's getting so many rules changed. I mean, he at least had the, they're not allowed to have the, the compass in the book or anything like that. And now uh, I, everyone was winning um, major tournaments with the, the belly putters or the, um, the chest locking putters, you know, the long putters. And now there's, there's talk of banning his arm lock putter just because, which is, I mean, Hey, it's a, it's a testament to him because it's working for him. He has figured out some way to outsmart the game. You know, and obviously he's not shooting a hole in one every hole or he's not, you know, but he has figured out a way to get that one-up advantage. And if he's getting rules changed, he's figured something out and they're getting scared. So I do, I do like that. You, I do respect Bryce. I mean, I, hell, I want to watch Bryson every week because he just, right. My God. When I was, but, when I was at a TPC Sawgrass, I went to actually a few weeks prior to when I played, I went to the players championship oh, that's when, awesome, Justin man. Thomas, when Justin Thomas won, but uh, I followed Bryson the whole 18 holes and wow. just the sounds he makes are insane. Get out. <laughs> just like grunts. <laughs> it's, it's ball coming off my club is a wimpy sound compared to his freaking drives. I can imagine, man. Uh, Bryson was supposed to come to Hilton Head, and they actually brought in. So last year, like when all usually not like 
some of the guys won't come because it's right after the Masters, so with the Heritage. But um, they brought in because like Bryson came last year, and they, um, he, their uh, driving range is is kind of cl- like about three hundred twenty yards out. It starts to get you know they put the fence and it's not very high, and there's the sh- the road. So Bryson was hitting his drives in the morning into the road and he like hit a car. So this year they brought in extra netting and he withdrew on Tuesday and people here were furious. <laughs> they were like the tournament spent an extra 50 grand to put that netting in and he doesn't even show up. So <laughs> that's one reason why I'm a little mad at Bryson right now. But I, I, I do think I, I have called him on the podcast, the most entertaining and divisive golfer. Cause I do think he is the most entertaining golfer right now. Like, you know, obviously if Tiger Woods ever came back, like he would immediately shoot to number one, but people are watching golf and they're watching the tournaments because of Bryson. Like they were watching the players because they were watching Bryson, you know, a little bit of Lee Westwood, but they were watching Bryson. It didn't matter if they were watching him to lose or to win, but they were watching Bryson. He brings fans to the game. That's what I like about him. I don't like when he's a robot. I don't like when he thanks his sponsors before he thanks his like family before he wins. Like That gets a little weird, but I do see his appeal, and I do think that he's done a lot for the game too. You see so, him hanging out with these good, good guys like on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a kid. He's as lighthearted as I am. And yeah. It's cool to see that. Yeah, I think definitely like on the on the other side of it, like because I've seen him with a uh, uh, couple of their, those guys and like what he does and in, in his like gym when he was holding the U.S. Open trophy. And I'm like, this is so bad. But at the same time, this is so good. Like, I just don't know what to feel right now. It's like Bryson being a normal human, but I want to hate him, but I can't. So it's just like it's kind of everything with that. He does seem like a really good guy out of out of golf, but just sometimes during golf, I'm just like, come on, Bryson, just like act like a normal person. <laughs> now, are you talking about when, when it was uh, Bryson Garrett and uh, Kyle Berkshire, when they were in his gym, I, I remember that episode and that yeah, was they, really... they've met a, they've met a couple of times and Hogan, which is Garrett's friend. He does he's all the YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Hogan hangs out with his guy, with Bryson like every night and they work out together and Bryce and him are having beds, childish games. It's just funny the way he's acting. Oh, I'll have to go watch that. That's for sure. He's got to promote that stuff. Like that would be good. He's got to, I, all right, we, we got to get Brian a new PR management firm because if Bryson puts that out there, he's going to crush it. All right. We got, we got a new job now. That's great. Um, so we did talk about your favorite golfers on tour right now. Do you have any least favorite golfers out there as well? I am uh, not the biggest fan of Rory. Personally. Ooh, hot take. Talk to me. My mom has never liked him. And uh, I just, uh, I have no really hate reasons why. I just never really liked the guy. But um, other than that, I don't hate anybody else. That's me with Matt Kuchar right there. Like, I have no reason not to like Matt Kuchar, and I just don't like him. So that's okay. <laughs> Uh, I got a full list. We'll, we can we can talk about that offline, but I've got, I've got a list. I check it twice all the time. I, there are some golfers that I just don't like, so it happens. Uh, I know everybody's probably saying they hate Patrick Reed, right? 
I actually don't hate Patrick Reed that much, to be honest with you. I think he's I think he's just the American version of Ian Poulter. But I don't like Ian Poulter because he's not American. But I just think he's the American version of Ian Poulter. Like he's kind of a kind of a kind of a jerk sometimes, but you know, when you need him in the Ryder Cup, he's gonna go three oh and one or four oh and oh and 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 crush it. So Yeah, the Ryder Cup is probably the deal breaker. He's as he plays more Ryder Cups, you're probably be like, man, I like this guy more and more. Yeah. He's like a guy you'd hate to play against, but love to play with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He, he, he does have some scumbag moves, that's for sure. At this academy I go to, apparently Reed goes there every couple of weeks to work with this coach. And uh, I work out with a fitness guy there as well. He work, He's worked with Patrick Reed lots of times. He said he's the nicest guy he's ever met. He said yeah. every fan that comes up to him, Reed will spend minutes upon minutes just getting in depth with them. Not just saying hi and signing autographs. He'll go into what they want to talk about. And and this really is the stuff we want to hear. This is what I like to hear. Talk to We're, me about the inside scoop. Getting the inside <laughs> yeah, scoop from Zach on everyone. This is good. This is good. It really changed my perspective on him because now I think he's probably the nicest guy on tour. I th- yeah, I think I think he does have that, but I think like when he gets asked about these like weird like things that he does do, does on the golf course, like he like almost like blanks, like he just for like he doesn't know what happened, like he just doesn't recall, and he either just misses that, like just like is aloof, or he just I don't know, he just doesn't recall. That's classic. And you have to forgive us. We're we're New Englanders. We're we can be brash at sometimes. And I mean, you're the Southern guy. I mean, you're just all, you know, you're just you. All you, all you guys down there are real nice. So please forgive us. Um, <laughs> but I do have something for you, and I'm, this is killing me. So I'm I'm the fantasy guy, and uh, what I mean by that is I'm dying to know this past golf goal question from you. All right, if you could have any hole. In as your backyard, any hole in the PGA Tour as your backyard. I want you to tell me what that hole is. That's. I would probably have to say eighteen at Pebble, all day. Eighteen at Pebble. With that wind, it's crazy, and just that incredible shot over the water. A couple of years ago, I was uh, able to go and visit Pebble. I wasn't able to play, but I was standing there on the eighteenth green and. It was just immaculate, and I really want to go back and play someday. Wow! Save I love it that up. You chose a par five, baby. You got to do par. I'm gonna sell a kidney to play double. I'm not gonna I'm pick a- some par three because most you can do is birdie. I'm all in for eagles. Right, my man. I like that. I like that, Mike. You picked a pebble. You picked, picked a pebble number, too. number six, the sixth hole, which is the par five on the front, which goes like up across a little crevice. I mean, on the right, it's Pacific Ocean. It's a good one. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was on a simulator today at my academy, and I was playing Pebble Beach, funny enough. And I posted a video of the seventh hole. I saw you on Saturday this, oh, this morning. That, those simulators are sweet. Do you ha- Where do you get to access? Do you play, have yeah, one the, the course? Acad- academy I play at. But this simulator is different. Say you have a side hill or downhill eye. The floor moves. Come on. Wow. And I I had some pretty tough ones today. I was almost vertical. I was just about to say, have them put in Augusta National there and just just try and putt on the greens. I have heard that the undulations are just crazy. So there is no shot 
that I would even come close to burning any of those bad boys. I played yesterday, and it, you don't realize how like you you very rarely just have a, a flat lie. Like maybe on the tee box, but a lot of places up here they're not flat on the tee box. Like it's, <laughs> it's... yeah, no some some of our courses are not uh, well. Tim, you can attest, Tim. I know Florida's probably a little more flat. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty flat land, all built on uh, what's it called, swamp land. So it's all pretty flat, but. It, course is really wet all the time and so you don't get much roll on any any drives at all zach any hole in ones i've had one but uh, come on give me the club and the yardage uh uh, seven iron 190 walked up to the green and i didn't see the ball i was was actually pretty pissed i was like are you fucking kidding me i missed this green (laughs) And this was during COVID times. I see this little ball peeking out of this foam cup, you know, because they got the foam in the cups. Yep. Oh, geez. There, there it was. So it's pretty awesome. I've had a couple yeah. of lip outs, and uh, I almost had a hole in one at Sawgrass two times. Wow. When I went a couple weeks ago, and I've had a couple spin back right past the hole, but uh, just one so far. I don't think these COVID cups, these foam shitters in the bottom of the cup have helped anybody's scores like timmy how many t- we played i think up in maine like just a couple where they're like did that hit the foam and rim out did that actually rim out like and oh. the pin in and the pin the and pin, the, pin mess, the pin can mess with me dude sometimes like oh that's another great question good call brendan with the big zach pin out or pin in a lot of the courses i play right now they do not let you take the pin out but mm-hmm. I love pin out all the time, yeah. but if I'm but if I'm chipping and I'm right off the green, or if I'm having a thirty foot putt, I always keep the pin in. Makes sense. Ed, I know a lot of guys that do that too. I mean, Bryson's a huge Bryson and Matt Fitzpatrick are the two I think biggest like pin in twenty four seven guys. I don't know how they do that, man. I feel like I would just I, I I feel like I would hit it one time and I'd be like, oh, that's going in, and I know it would never happen, but imagine it going like pretty fast and it just like hits the pin and like immediately comes back. Like that is my worst fear on a putt. All the time, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, I uh, just want to say, I love what you're about. Just hearing your story, my man, it, I, I keep thinking about it. I keep thinking about it. And you were saying how, you know, you were with those good, good guys from the beginning and, um, and the biggest change, um, I guess, uh, from from an outside perspective on you going from very small following to 26,000, uh, 26, 27,000 is that all of us got to know a good guy. And, you know, you're just a personality, you know, you see the 10 second flicks of different golf shots and stuff, but, you know, I, I can, I'm sure all of us can say that we have now had the pleasure of meeting a good guy. And uh, that's, that's definitely really cool to see, you know, and it, I it, say a, a big thing is a lot of these golf TikTokers. I mean, I love seeing people golf on TikTok and everything, but they uh, they'll show their swing, they'll show the outcome. That's about it. I always like to show how I react after the shot or how I uh, if I hit a good shot, or I'll smile, thumbs up at the camera, I'll give it all I got. Is a good shot's a good shot, and just want to put some emotion to videos. Is what I feel. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, man. A lot of people probably don't know this, but uh, I also have a YouTube channel 
and it has a uh, hundred thousand followers or subscribers. Hell yeah! But, uh, I'm subscribing right when we get off. Oh man, <laughs> I've been but, watching uh, I, more YouTube golf lately. It's it's a good place to just. I just got YouTube TV, so it's it's easy. But uh, I showed a lot of character on there. I said, why not bring that to TikTok? <laughs> Dude, it's just fun watching. Like, there's nothing better than just you get home at night. You just want to hang out for like. 20 minutes let's just watch someone else play golf like i want to play of golf course. Right now. why not watch someone else play golf 100 percent. My, my biggest thing is just uh trying to watch rick shields and he's just like saying it's simple it's very and, it, and it's a british accent too and you're just like i'm learning something and then you try and do it and it's like that didn't work at all but it's always it's always great to like be able to i i definitely have been getting a little bit more into like watching guys like that just to like see like okay, is there any way that I can, um, you know, improve my game a little bit here or there? And some of the things that they say about putting has actually, like, seriously helped me. Like, deep breath before you putt. Like, one big deep breath before you putt and then just go. Like, that works. I can now make a three-footer. <laughs> I love um, his uh, his ball and club reviews. You know, I'm always watching those. He did a, a cheap club review of these Callaway sets. And I bought them for my grandpa. It was like $700. And I bought him these brand new clubs. And he's hit these balls a lot farther than he used to because he had like 30-year-old clubs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he really does really good reviews. And I love that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's great. Zach, it has been a pleasure, man. We've really appreciated your time tonight, dude. Do you want to plug? I mean, obviously... Follow Zach on TikTok. Any other plugs whatsoever? Get it out to the people. <laughs> I mean, uh, everything's on the, on the TikTok. YouTube linked on there. Instagram. I don't post anything on Instagram, but I uh, love to respond to DMs on Instagram all the time. So whatever you guys want to say, I'm down to talk about. That's awesome, man. Um, well, again, thank you so much. Golf Go uh, for it, Michael. No, golf's a, a game of, of the people and getting people together. So if it ever cro- our paths ever crossed, I mean, that would be pretty sweet to get out on the golf course and play some golf. Of course, yeah. I mean, I've had a couple people DM, you know, asking about rating their swings and advice and stuff. And I always love to do that. But uh, you guys over in Florida, we have to hang out. Hell yeah. Absolutely, and man. That would be great. You, you're saying I can send you my swing and you'll just give me a quick little quick little breakdown? Of course, sure. <laughs> so give the same one we've been giving you forever, Mike. Gross. <laughs> no, I, I love golf, man. I'm just trying to get it better. That's all. We know. Can't get enough. That's what it's about. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Zach. We really do appreciate it. And uh, open invite now from ever, whenever you want to come back on again. You know, when you when you finally make it to the PGA Tour, we'll 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 have you on again. We'll have you on yeah. before that, but. When you get your first you, win, you, you just got to remember who, uh, who who to celebrate it with. And when you guys are famous and bigger than the Rick Shields podcast, always <laughs> accept the invite. Love it. Oh, man. Really Thanks appreciate your time, Zach, man. Really appreciate it. Hell of a story. Keep it going, man. Good luck to you. Rock on. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, man.